Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I'm so excited that you're joining us for another episode of Homecoming, and today's topic is forgiveness. And before we get into our topic for today, I'm excited that you all have been emailing me, and I want to read and share with you the words of Dr. Felissa Joy Paris, who uh, sent in her response to our homework for vows and gave permission for me to share them. So I want you to hear her words, one of our co-journers. Today, now, I affirm and decree, I am the redeemed of God. The journey of coming home has been rough, but worth it. Lots of tears, but pounds of joy. My soul has been set on fire. The fire is burning a path for me to come home, my home, and stay at home with myself. I decree and declare that I am home. Oh, sweet home, let me hug you. I am. I am home now. Home is where I am. I am no longer a wanderer. I am enough now. At home, I am equipped with everything that I need to become all that I am called to be. I am God's instrument of love and power. I am home. I am here. I just walked into the castle. The rooms are filled with love, peace, and joy. At home, I am in my safe place. I am love, and love is me at home. Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for emailing that. And those of you who have not shared yet, don't forget to email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let us get into this subject of forgiveness. Forgiveness is so deep, you all, especially if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint and a psychological standpoint. So my area uh, in psychology is trauma recovery. So I help a lot of victims of violence, survivors of child abuse, sexual assault, uh, intimate partner violence, community violence, war, uh, all of these different types of trauma. And if you study psychology, you'll, you'll see there are different models for healing, right? Different frameworks and steps for healing. And the interesting thing is psychologists who write about healing do not incorporate a step on forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a required part of healing from a psychological standpoint. It is optional. So you can forgive if you want to, but it is not required. So it's so interesting for me living in these two different worlds, right? I'm a bridge between uh, communities of faith and between psychology. So oftentimes in communities of faith, they only have one step to healing and they declare the one step is forgiveness. Isn't that deep? 
They say all you have to do, you just need to forgive, right? You just need to forgive and let it go. So when we think about it holistically, because we are mind, body, spirit, I really was grappling with why there is such this large discrepancy, right, between the path of healing, that either it is not on the path at all or it is the whole path. And what I came to is definitions, right? If you ask people what they mean when they say forgive, we usually are talking about very different things. So I want to give you some important pieces for forgiveness so that you can think about, and this is your option for you to think about if it makes sense to you to forgive yourself, if it makes sense to you to forgive some people that you have not forgiven. You decide if it makes sense for you. And if it doesn't make sense for you, then that is a part of healing as well, is agency and choice. So what I want to offer on today, uh, you take the meat and spit out the bones. Whatever applies, make it apply. If that doesn't work for you, you move forward. No, that's not a problem at all. This is your path that you are shaping. And so uh, forgiveness is a process. It is not uh, an instant thing. And oftentimes when people tell you you need to hurry up and forgive, they are thinking about it as this instant piece. But how can you forgive a wound that you have not yet felt? How can you skip over becoming clear about what happened? What was done and what did that do to you? So many of us, and I want to say especially those from either a spiritual or religious tradition, can do what I call premature forgiveness. And so we say, I'm over it, girl. I'm old. Girl, that's old. That's old. I'm not even thinking about that anymore. So often when people say I'm over it, what they, uh, underneath all of that is a denial Uh, not giving themselves space or permission for truth-telling. And we know in order to heal something, I have to first face it. So I am not healed. I have not truly forgiven if I have not acknowledged there's been a wound. And so there is a need for us to slow ourselves down uh, despite pressures from individual people from family, from society, from your religion, to give yourself space and permission for the process because only when I have done the process is the forgiveness authentic. And an inauthentic, premature forgiveness creates bondage. It creates an emotional bondage for me because then I'm judging myself and blaming myself for I forgave, why am I still having these feelings? And it also creates relational bondage with the person uh, that I have supposedly forgiven because then they often come with this entitlement that says you were supposed to have forgiven me, what's all of this, right? So instead we press pause and 
uh, acknowledge the hurt. So forgiveness is um, a releasing, a letting go for myself. So when you hear people say forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you, right? So I'm not, uh, it's not I'm trying to excuse the other person. I recognize emotionally and spiritually it is labor for me to carry hostility toward you. That every time I see you, I got to get worked up. Every time I hear your name, I'm going to get worked up. Every time I drive past a place that reminds me of it or see somebody who looked like you, it is emotional labor, spiritual labor, where I am stuck and consumed and often with people who have gone on with their lives. Many times the people who have wounded us are not really sitting there feeling stuck about it. So now I have uh, prolonged my journey because I am stuck in the moment of the violation. And so with that forgiving forgiveness is I give myself permission to not remain stuck in my wound. I give myself permission to acknowledge it, to grieve it, to be angry about it, and to declare for myself emotional and spiritual freedom. Freedom, that's what forgiveness represents. My heart and my spirit are free. Because guess what? When I have all of these people that I am carrying uh, burdens for, hardship for, attitude for, they are taking up my psychic space. I can't even focus on building my life. I can't even focus on loving people or loving myself because the center of my emotional and spiritual life is replaying what you did to me and I am stuck with nursing the wound. So Forgiveness is a process that takes time and takes truth. Let me tell you what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not saying it didn't matter. And sometimes we hold on to it because we say, for me to forgive will erase uh, the significance of what happened. So uh, when I say I forgive you, I'm not saying that what you did uh, was, in, was unimportant, was insignificant, or that it didn't matter, right? So I have to acknowledge, no, that was a wound. That was a violation. That was a betrayal. And it hurt. And it hurt. Let me be very honest. And it hurt. And so uh, forgiveness does not erase uh, the the significance of what happened. And the other piece, which is very important for all of us to get, forgiveness is not the same thing as reconciliation. I can forgive someone who's not sorry. I will not be reconciled to someone who is unrepentant. So let me tell you the difference between sorry and repentant. Sorry is I feel bad. Right. And I could feel bad for a number of reasons. I could feel bad because I got caught. I could feel bad because you're upset and it's uncomfortable. I could feel bad because I don't like the consequences you're making me feel. Repentance 
means, and it's from the Greek, it means a change in thinking. So when my thinking changes, my behavior changes, so I would not do that again. So I cannot repent and do it again tomorrow. I could say sorry and do it again tomorrow, but repentance is transformation. So the reason many of us have had hard times healing is because we have tried to reconcile with people who were not sorry, which set us up for further harm because we believed falsely that to forgive means I have to think like and act like it never happened. And when you're dealing with an unchanged person, pretending it didn't happen is unwise and dangerous. Let me give you an example. I was doing a women's group in South Los Angeles, and a woman came up to me after, actually it was before the group even started. I had just handed out the handouts. And she came up to me, and you know, you can tell sometimes when people tell you something and they think you're going to be proud of them. You know, like if you went and said something to a family member or a teacher, like, guess what I did, right? So that was kind of the tone of what she was saying. And she says, Dr. Tama, um, my father molested me, but I have forgiven him, and now he's watching my kids. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. So you can take this handout, and you're going to go back to your father's house and you're going to get those kids and you're going to bring the kids to group. And if you don't make it back today, then I will meet you another time to tell you all about this group, but he's not watching your kids, right? So we have this idea that, you know, some people take it from scripture, right? That God says that God removes our sins from us as far as the East is from the West, right? So when God sees us, God doesn't see our sin, So some people hold on to that as the model and then say, I have to remove the wrong as far as the east is from the west. So when I see you, I don't associate you with the harm. Well, it's problematic when I'm dealing with someone who is a serial offender. Right. And so we have this message, even when people are in abusive relationships and they get told to forgive and go home, forgive and go with them, forgive. And marriage is all about forgiveness. Now, if you're with an abuser, then there is no repentance and it is just more of the same, which is the reason why you, you can't heal what you are still in. Let me say that again. You cannot heal what you are still in. So in order for something to be post, in order for me to recover, that means it's not currently happening, yes? So some of us haven't come home to ourselves because we keep sitting up under people who are trying to destroy us. So there are people for various reasons, we'll have to handle that on another podcast of why people try to destroy you. There are many different reasons why. But for whatever reason, I am pretending that someone is my best friend. I'm pretending someone is my partner. I'm pretending that someone has my best interests at heart. And meanwhile, they are trampling my wings on purpose, on purpose. So I want to invite you to separate your lists. Who are people that you may want to forgive but where it is not the right time, space, or mindset for reconciliation. 
Now, you may have some people who uh, there is a place of reconciliation, right? They're transformed. They really get it. I do believe transformation is possible, uh, but you, you have to show some sign, right? And you have to show up uh, over time, right? So forgiveness along those lines also does not erase accountability and uh, restitution, right? That along with the uh, will you forgive me, I forgive you, uh, there's, there, there's going to be some work involved. And some people don't want to do the work. Um, a while ago, I had a blog site and this man contacted me. He was so mad, y'all. I had a <laughs> I had a blog about um, healing relationships after infidelity and how if you have uh, been unfaithful, then even if a person forgives you, that that trust has to be rebuilt. So you're going to have to be more accountable than you were before. They're going to have more questions than they had before. And they may even have some more questions uh, about what happened. And so he wrote me, you all, he, he, he wrote a message on my blog about we were doing fine and we were over it. And now my wife read your post and is asking me a million questions. Well, sir, you weren't really over it. And here's the thing. When somebody is really repentant, they have humility and they don't, they, they are honored to do the work because you're giving them another chance. They're not uh, angry at you because they have to do work to rebuild the friendship, to rebuild the relationship. They come with understanding, compassion, humility, right? So a part of you coming home is being clear about your different categories. Who are the people I have not forgiven and I don't care? Because some of there are those of you who are listening who are like ready to skip this whole episode because you're like, I'm not forgiving anybody. And that's that's your right. So uh, you have your list of people who like they did me wrong and I'm done. Then there are those who we want to forgive, meaning I want to release it. I don't want to have to carry this the rest of my life. I'm not trying to be friends with them. I'm not trying to date them. I'm not trying to hang out with them. But I do not want to carry this emotional weight. Yes. And then there's a third category of there are people in my life that not only do I want to forgive, but I want us to fix it. Right. There may be some relationships, mother, father, sister, brother, cousin, former friend, your ex, whoever, where I want to forgive and reconcile and uh, knowing your role. Are you the one that is seeking forgiveness? And so needing to really be transformed yourself and to approach it with humility, because one of the things we often don't recognize is people are not obligated to accept our apologies or to forgive us. They're not obligated. And so it really is a faith walk and a walk of humility and that whether or not this relationship is ever fixed or not, I just want to speak truth and I want to honor and acknowledge what happened. Yes. So when we uh, look at forgiveness and reconciliation as two different entities, uh, we will understand a quote from my mom, which I love. So my mother's name is Reverend Cecilia Bryant. And she says, 
I'm not mad. I'm just finished. <laughs> That's my mama, y'all. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm really not mad. And can I tell you, you can have released the anger and still be done. You know, some people think if you're if you released it, then now we got to be best friends. No, we don't. No, we don't. I just released it. I really have. Um, I'm holding nothing uh, in my heart against you. And, and I bless you. I hope you have a wonderful life. Right. But will you be sitting in my living room? No, not really. Okay, so getting clarity uh, is so important. Now, for those of you who do uh, want to work on forgiveness, let me say, uh, let's start with forgiveness of self. And if I'm going to forgive myself, I have to first get clarity about what I am forgiving myself for. Because here's the thing. Many of us are mad at ourselves for things we didn't even do that we're not even responsible for. And it is the illusion of control. What do I mean by that? Uh, when you have been mistreated, you often will replay it in your mind and come up with things you did that justify the mistreatment. And I want you to know there is a difference between um, maybe poor judgment and uh, justified abuse or misuse, right? So I might replay something in my mind and say, I'll give you all an example. Let's say you're doing uh, online dating, all right? So you meet somebody through online, you all go out, uh, you go to their apartment, and they rape you, okay? Even if you say to yourself, wow, like I didn't really know them. I should not have gone to their apartment. That's fine. You can say in the future, I am not going to go to someone's apartment who I don't know well. But there is a difference between that and using the fact that you went to the apartment to justify or excuse the behavior. No matter what, even if you just met them two minutes ago, a person who assaults you is the person who is wrong, right? They are the perpetrator. They are the offender. So I want us to be mindful because sometimes when I talk to people about self-forgiveness, they'll start trying to forgive themselves for things which are not uh, wrongdoing uh, on their part. So if you're going to have some baggage, at least make sure it's your baggage, right? Let's stop, <laughs> let's stop blaming ourselves and beating ourselves up or stuff we didn't even do, yes? So then, if I am honest with myself, I remove the things that are like uh, not mine to carry, but then there are things that are mine to carry, right? Each of us um, are responsible, uh, and each of us have uh, done things that, you know, I even say sometimes, the decisions that my insecurity made for me. Oh, Lord, oh my goodness. I mean, some places we have been, some things we have done, some people we have been with, because we did not see our own value and worth, right? And so to uh, forgive myself for my participation in things that were degrading, to forgive myself for um, going along 
with situations that were demeaning uh, to me. Yes. So um, or to forgive myself for the ways I treated others. You know, all of us, if we are honest, can think about times when we were selfish. And I don't mean self-care because I'm all for self-care. But there are some times when we did not do right by people. Right. And if we if you sitting in your holy seat and that <laughs> this does not apply to you, you can just keep listening until we get to your part. But all the rest of us who can acknowledge we have not always done it right uh, can get to a place of uh, forgiveness where one is even understanding myself. You know, when I say, what was I thinking? Often we say that and we move on. No, sit there with it. What was I thinking? You know, when I was 22 and in that place at that time, what was I thinking? So let me understand me so that uh, I can look at it in context, right? And so it is not just a matter of trying to excuse the behavior, but uh, compassion and understanding so that I don't uh, keep replaying it and repeating it, yes? So an understanding of myself and then to acknowledge the harm, the harm I did to myself and the harm I've done to others, uh, if it is possible or if it works, to go back and acknowledge that to them. You know, one of the things I work with parents on is being willing to acknowledge when you got it wrong. You know, we think, oh, you know, if we're the parents, we're, we're always in the right. No, sometimes we messed it up. And so to be willing to go to your spouse, to go to your child, to go to your friend, and again, it's not with the expectation that they have to forgive it because they don't, but I just need to acknowledge to you I get it now, right? I get what I did and the impact uh, that that had on you, and I apologize. I apologize, and uh, you need to know that that would never happen again, even if we're not in that space anymore that I get it, right? So forgiving myself and also behaviorally, so there's the, the thought uh, switching my mind, but now it's about switching my behavior. Some of us, because we have not forgiven ourselves, we are living in time out. So what are the ways you've been punishing yourself? You've been punishing yourself with what you eat. You've been punishing yourself with who you date. You've been punishing yourself by what you put in your body. You've been punishing yourself by staying on dead-end jobs and dead-end relationships. You've been punishing yourself. So the way that I activate my forgiveness is I'm going to treat myself as if I forgive me. So if I have truly forgiven myself, I give myself permission to get out of this pit. You know, many of a, the scripture uh, says uh, through the va walking through the valley of the shadow of death. That's Psalm 23, walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, here's the key part, walking through it. Some of us have sat in the valley of the shadow of death. We have camped out. We have made it our identity, our home. And it's like I may go through some valleys, but I'm not, I know I'm not built for this. I am not built for this. So I'm going to rest, I'm going to grieve, and then I'm going to walk up out of here because this is not my life. This is not my life. So I forgive myself. Uh, I acknowledge what I have done. I give myself permission to move forward.
In terms of my forgiveness of other people, I start with acknowledging the harm, right? That that hurt, because many times we think to forgive, it means to minimize it and say like, it's not a big deal. It was a big deal. Some stuff was big, right? So I acknowledge it, that hurt, it was unfair. It should not have happened. They should not have done that to me. And I give myself the gift of not letting the rage consume me. I give myself the gift of not letting the anger consume me. And so I release it. I release it from my heart. Many of us are carrying it in our bodies. It's making you sick. That's why when people talk about anger and forgiveness eating you up and causing stress, right? Creating more stress for myself. And so I give myself permission to turn the page and it doesn't mean there's no impact, right? Some of us listening, we have been through some things and I am in that boat with you. We have been through some things that changed us, that shaped us. And so to forgive doesn't mean that all my effects are gone, right? I was affected by it. And I also make a decision, I don't wanna drown in it. I don't want it to become my identity. It is a part of my story. It is not my whole story. It's not my whole story. I refuse. And so I release and decide that there is more to me, my identity, my life, my emotions than you and the wrongs that you did to me. Now, that reconciliation part, that's a whole different category. And uh, we can do another episode about rebuilding relationships after hurt, harm, betrayal. That's a whole workshop. And like my man on the blog post, you might not like it because it requires work. Uh, but let us, for our homework, do our list. So create your list. Is there anyone you have not forgiven and you don't want to? Just acknowledge it, that that's where you are. Is there anyone that you are working toward forgiving, that you want to let it go, that you see the toil it has taken, uh, the toll it has taken on you, on your emotions, on your mind, on your spirit, and you want to be free? It feels heavy and you wanna be free. So you are intentionally setting your mind and heart and spirit toward forgiveness. And then your separate list of is there anyone that you want to forgive and you want to fix the relationship or you want them to forgive you and you want to fix the relationship, which again requires work. So I am excited on today that in our journey home, we start with self-forgiveness. I give myself permission to come home to me. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.